0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee and I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Today I choose joy. It comes down to choosing joy over happiness. And it's a process for sure. But we have to choose joy. Going back to James chapter one, we're told to consider it all joy in various trials, right? To consider it consistently, consider it at all times, joy, joy in trials, joy in trials, right? Do those two words go together? Not in our human minds, not in our human thinking. They don't, right? It's like health and sickness, those don't seem to go together, right? It's either one or the other. You're either healthy or you're sick, right? You're either joyful or you're in a trial. In our way of thinking, that's not God's ways of thinking, right? And we know God's ways of thinking and working and doing and being are not our ways. They are so much higher than our ways, (laughs) right? We try to have him all figured out. We try to box him in even when we don't think we do, but we do. And his, he's going to do it how he's going to do it. And he's going to get us to a place of will you pursue joy? Will you become anchored in me? Will you find your strength that comes from a place of joy in me? That's what the trials are about. And when we see somebody in the midst of a doozy, but yet they're anchored in peace, we know they have pursued the joy of the Lord. Might they be sad? Might they shed a few tears? Might they get frustrated? Yes, but they don't stay there because the joy of the Lord is their strength. Because for us, to put joy and trial together just seems ridiculous, right? How can you be joyful in the midst of a trial? Well, we have to always understand, and hopefully, this is the third of three podcasts on joy. If you haven't listened to the previous two, go back two weeks and listen to those podcasts because one thing I hope, if nothing else, when we walk away from these three podcasts is that happiness and joy are different. There's so many things as we walk throughout our life that can cause us to feel disappointed, angry, Sad, alone, discouraged, frustrated, whatever whatever other emotions I might be missing. But that doesn't mean in the midst of that, we can't have joy. We can't say, you know what? God's with me. And one day I'm going to be in the glory of the Lord. And I can even tap into a little of that. In the presence of God while here on earth. We cannot forget what James tried to tell us that these trials are actually an invitation for joy. (laughs) What? These trials are actually an invitation for joy? My difficult circumstance is an invitation for joy if we let it, if we give permission for it to do the work God's trying to have it do in our hearts. If we're willing to be transformed by the difficult circumstance, if we're willing, if we yield See, so much of it's on us and we make it about God. If only God would do this, I'd be happy. If only God did that, why isn't God doing this? How come God's not showing up for me, right? It's always God, 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 when really it's us, 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 really, right? He's standing there like, I'm trying to help you. (laughs) You're actually tying my hands because you won't give permission for this trial to do a work in your heart, to bring you to a place by patiently enduring to bring you to a place of lacking nothing. You don't have that willingness to let it do its thorough work. See, it's us. we got to stop getting frustrated at God and even other people, truthfully, and understand it all comes back to us. And how are we responding to the circumstance we find ourselves in? Are we going to choose joy in that moment, that spiritual maturity, or are we going to choose frustration? What are we going to do? You know, I have a lot of runners in my family and I watch them train for races and train for marathons. And I'm telling you what, it takes a minute and it's a mind battle. And they have to be consistent and they have to do it over and over again. And they don't start out running 25, 26 miles. They start out running a mile or two. They start out running three or four miles. They build up. Then they have a day where they do sprints. Then they might have a day where they do a long run and it exhausts them. And then they have some recovery days after that. Then they might do some low miles. Think about that comparison in our walk with the Lord and the various trials. He's training us for endurance. He's training us to go the distance, to go the distance in joy, go the distance anchored in him, go the distance by pursuing him, pursuing him, just like they pursue the finish line and you know what else they do they eat the right things especially right before the race especially before the difficult day actually now think about that in terms of walking through things trials in the Lord have we prepared before the trial have we got anchored in the Lord before the trial? Like, my my husband, he's a marathon runner. He's not eating chocolate cake the night before a race. Actually, he doesn't like chocolate, so he never eats chocolate. (laughs) He's not eating vanilla cake or vanilla ice cream or coffee ice cream the night before a race. He wouldn't finish. His body would not be able to handle it. No, he's going to prepare his physical body for what it needs to endure because he knows it's coming. So he's going to put pasta in, carbs. He's going to load up with carbs. And that even that day during the race, he's going to have snacks on his belt. He's going to have juice. He's going to stop at the little tables and get fed. I mean, think about this in the Lord. Have we prepared before the trial? Have we eaten of the right things, the word of God? Have we put the right things in so on that day, we have something to pull from? My husband eats pasta the night before because the next day when he's running the race, he now has the energy from those carbs to pull from. When we find ourselves in a trial, do we have the right thing inside to pull from? And even as we're going through the trial, are we surrounding ourselves with the right things. Are we surrounding ourselves with the word of God? Are we surrounding ourselves with worship? Are we surrounding ourselves with encouraging people? Um, Are we surrounding ourselves with uh, truth and edifying? Are we surrounding ourselves with naysayers and negativity and frustration Whatever, whatever we feed our physical body before and during a race determines whether we finish that race successfully. Whatever we feed our spiritual bodies before and during a trial determines how we come out of that trial. Are we going to not even finish, not letting it do its thorough work? Are we going to come out limping and, and pulled muscles and, and grabbing at our legs and and maybe we need a stretcher, We can't we can't even... You know, the first marathon my husband ever ran, he didn't complete it. He couldn't because he didn't train right. And, and this is the thing. So he went back years later, actually just, I think, two or three years ago. He went back with, by the way, the encouragement of our oldest son. He went back to that very marathon, the Marine Marathon up in Washington, D.C., and he ran it and he completed it. Number one, he had an encourager next to him. Number two, he was older. He had more experience. He knew what it took, and he knew how to prepare beforehand to make sure he was able to thoroughly complete the task before him. So it's just like, you know, we're not going to get every trial right. But as we go along in the Lord... As we grow in the Lord, we should learn and understand through experience, which James 1 also talks about, but we should learn through that experience how to prepare for the next time. And when we find ourselves in a similar situation, we should be better prepared for it. We should be able to let it do its thorough work and come to completion. We don't find immediate joy. I mean, we're not jumping up and down doing jumping jacks in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a trial. You know, we're not doing that. The circumstances are unhappy. You know, we have different things in our lives where we grieve, where we're sad, and we find ourselves in this circumstance. We're not happy in that. But still... Can a flower come up out of a, have you ever seen a flower grow in the middle of a parking lot and you're like, how on earth did that happen? What on earth, why is that flower, a pretty pink flower in the middle of all this pavement? Somehow it fought through. We can do the same thing. In the middle of our most difficult seasons, we can be that pink flower blooming up if We've taken the time beforehand, even, to pursue joy, understand our identity in Christ, anchor in that, and pull from that strength when we're in the trial, we're walking out. If we'll say yes to the process and we will let it do its thorough work, we will come to a place of lacking nothing. Remember James said, be assured, be convinced. Know that you know that you know that these trials, through experience, can produce an endurance, which means growing to a level of spiritual maturity, that can do a thorough work in us when we actually let the trial do what it was supposed to do. Show me the truth of this situation, Lord. I always say that. I always step back and say, Lord, I need you to show me. Cause I don't get, I don't have the, Linda doesn't have the answers here, but I know you do. I look to the hill. That's where my help comes from. My help comes from up anchored in the Lord, pulling from his strength to walk in joy, really being at a place that I can lack nothing, lack nothing. There's a genuine joy that comes out of trials Producing a far better person in us that others can see. Do we have a lifestyle that walks out in the trials? Why do they have peace? Why aren't they falling apart? How are they getting out of bed in the morning each day and functioning? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's how. That's why. I've chosen to be anchored in Christ and know that anything that came across my path is not a surprise to God. Anything, especially the things I don't understand. And there's been a lot of those, truthfully. But it did not surprise God. He didn't cause it. But it didn't surprise him. And if I will let him, if I will give him permission, he's going to use it and turn it for my good and for his good. Because remember, he's created me and you for good works. For good works. Don't waste the trials. Because you're walking through them anyway. We're all going to walk through stuff anyway. Let's not waste it producing nothing in our hearts. Coming out on the other side, still in a place of lack. How discouraging is that? And I, I want you to ponder this, think on this. If you find yourself running from the same trial, the same circumstance, if you you wouldn't really know you're running from it, but I guess if you find yourself being confronted, let's let's give this as an example. You work. There's just this person at work that just drives you crazy. Like, why do I have to deal with this person? They are the sandpaper in your life. And if you'll let let them, God's trying to use them to refine you, to smooth off the rough edges in you. So this person frustrates you so much, you're unhappy because you're not in the joy of the Lord in your circumstance at your place of work. So you go find another job. Guess what? They might have different color hair, they might have different color eyes, but the same traits are coming out of another person you're gonna find yourself working at the new company with. And guess what? Those frustrations are gonna rise up again because you did not let it have its thorough work last time around. If you get frustrated every time you're in traffic, You're going to be in, and you're like, oh, if I could just this, if I could just, no, rest, be at peace. If we find ourselves being confronted with the same struggle, but in a different package, we have to ask ourselves if we are really yielding to the process of the trial. Are we really letting the process of the trial produce in us a heart of lacking nothing? Or are we going to over-worry, over be over-anxious, over-struggle, over-concerned about some stuff that we don't have control of or may never even happen in our lives anyway? What about What if you spend your whole life worrying about running out of money and you die and you never ran out of money, but you wasted all that time worrying about it and it never took place in your life? What a waste. James tells us that these various trials will lead us to spiritual maturity and inner peace, but only if we let them do that. Don't waste the hardships in your life when they show up, having them produce nothing in you. Be patient. Let it complete its work. Patience is vital to come to a place of being perfected in the Lord. It's vital. I said this earlier, rather than looking for a way out of the trial, rather than asking God to rescue you from the trial, embrace it and ask God to show you the truth of the situation and change you in the middle of the circumstance. Ask him what you need to learn, what you are being taught. So you can grow from the trial and be at a more perfected place at the end of the trial. We are supposed to rejoice always. This is choosing joy. We rejoice always. We give thanks in everything. We have a thankful heart. We're supposed to have a thankful heart before we petition the Lord. That's what 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us. Right? That's God's will for us. Is to be thankful and all give thanks in everything. That's a joyful heart. In everything. Not just the good. Not oh Lord, thank you for providing. Oh Lord, thank you for making a way. Lord, oh Lord, thank you for having us hit this brick wall. <laughs> do we do that? Thank you, Lord that we don't have enough money this week because I trust you because you've proven yourself faithful. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't show up and and, um, heal this person like I prayed you'd heal them, like I thought you would heal. Thank you because I know there's something in this. Thank you anyways. Joy is not the absence of trials. Joy is not the absence of of discouragement and sadness but it joy is also not optional it's and it's an essential part of who we are in our identity in Christ we will learn that happiness depends on circumstances joy does not depend on circumstances and it's a maturity to determine and make the decision in yourself i'm going to choose joy especially Especially when I don't feel like choosing joy. And if we make that a habit, it will become automatic in our lives. Just like a runner, I'm going to choose to go out and run today, even though I don't feel like doing that. I'm going to end with this. Choosing joy requires effort from you, requires... Permission from you requires determination from you. When I hit that fork in the road of my emotions, allowing my emotions and feelings to take over, or allowing the truth of the Word of God to take over, which one will I surrender to? Will I surrender to emotions and feelings that really don't line up with the Word of God, or am I going to surrender to the truth of the Word of God? Am I go- this day I set before you a choice, life or death, choosing the joy of the Lord, regardless of how we feel, regardless of circumstance is choosing life. Melting into the circumstance and our emotions and our feelings is choosing death. Surrender wholly to the Lord. And remember this, and I've talked about this before. And it's a hard thing to grasp, but there's so much truth in it. And it's also in James chapter 1, and it's further down in the chapter, in like verse 17. This is so good. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shifting shadow. All things from God are good all things, and they're causing and working a good thing in us. And so if something has crossed our path, regardless of what kind of circumstance it is, it's a good thing if we give permission to it to do a work of completion in our hearts. So I want to encourage you today to choose joy. Today and every day, going forward from here, determine in yourself you're going to choose joy. Determine to remember that happiness will always elude you and joy will never leave you. Pursue joy. Anchor yourself in Jesus, anchor yourself in the Word of God and in His presence. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength in all things.